COVID-19 has brought many changes to the way we live our daily lives. But will some of these changes stay with us, even in a post-COVID world? Take, for example, the way you shop. To reduce crowds and adhere to social distancing guidelines, many retailers have made it possible to purchase items through their e-commerce site and then pick them up at the store. Taking this a step further, is the option for curbside pickup, allowing you to drive to the store and receive your purchase without leaving your vehicle, eliminating delivery times, fees, and contact with large crowds. Even in a post-COVID world, do we see curbside pickup going away? The current demand for curbside pickup and other omni-channel commerce experiences is high, which is causing retailers to focus on how they meet consumers' needs in a safe and timely way. Not every retailer's systems provide a reliable order pickup experience that meets the customer's expectations. According to Forrester, 25% of all e-commerce orders are now either picked up in store or via curbside delivery. In fact, curbside delivery is currently the most utilized fulfillment option, even ranking above pickup inside the store and delivery to the home. Hi, I'm Jay Serval, an enterprise architect with Capgemini, and welcome to our AI application podcast series. In this episode, we'll explore how IBM and Capgemini are working together to integrate IBM Sterling tools combined with Capgemini's expert integration to help streamline the omni-channel commerce experience. Joining me today to discuss this topic is Michael Deaton, Worldwide Retail and Consumer Industry Executive. Welcome, Mike. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? All right. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Happy to be here with you. Um, As you mentioned, I'm the worldwide retail and industry executive for IBM. And and what that really means is I get the pleasure of traveling around the world or, you know, not so much travel this year, but, uh, you know, working with worldwide retail and consumer products companies who are seeking to implement, you know, great customer fulfillment experiences. My background is actually retail, so I've spent 15, 20 plus years uh, working for retailers here in the U.S. and and abroad. Great. Thanks for that, Mike. Also joining us today is Aaron Eversall, Vice President of Market Development Specializing in Commerce with Capgemini. Hey, Aaron, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, I come from a development background on the web and uh, for the last 15 years, really an end-to-end solution architect for e-commerce sites. Um, I've done about... 130 e-commerce sites worldwide, and I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. Thanks for joining us. So we'll start with Aaron. Aaron, you've spent years helping customers build optimal end-to-end e-commerce systems. How would you describe the shift in the retail landscape today, and what are some of the biggest problems retailers face as they transition to these new pickup models? Yeah, sure. So the two most important words here are being accurate, and about transparency. And when we're talking about that in the pickup model, when we're talking about accuracy, we're really talking a lot about inventory. One of the biggest challenges customers have had, you know, is making sure that we've got inventory communicated from the store locations for pickup into the web. And not only do we need accurate inventory, we need to know that when we make the purchase on e-com for a store that it's going to be there when we come to pick it up. But we also need that to be fast. You know, the web is quick. We're on our phones. We need to know quickly. And so we've got to provide that inventory accurately, and we've got to provide that quickly. And so we do a lot of architecture around making sure that we're quickly grabbing store data, showing it to the customer, allowing them to flip between those stores and see accurate inventory for the different locations they might want to shop, and then constantly communicating that all the way through. The second biggest challenge is around the fulfillment side of that. So when we're placing an order and we're taking an order for pickup, 
we've got to get that order down through the systems. We've got to get that communicated not only to the store, we've got to constantly be communicating with the customer as well. So it's all about that transparency side. We Everyone needs to know where that order is at all times, and we've got to move as quickly as we can to fulfill that order and get the customer to pick that up. And that just means constantly ticking statuses along the way and making sure we're constantly messaging the customer um, about where their order is. Is it about ready to pick up? When do I need to, when can I come and pull into the parking lot to pick that up? And the same communication and transparency happen, has to happen with our store associates and our store locations. So all of those constant services between all from the e-com system down to the store, to the customer's phone or to their email is a constant calls between all those systems. It makes sense. So turning to you, Mike, given some of the challenges Aaron discussed, especially around speed, can you describe how the suite of tools available through IBM Sterling can help tackle some of these issues faced by retailers? Yeah, absolutely. And Aaron, you know, is spot on correct, right? So so the biggest challenge that, you know, most retailers are facing today is you know, the consumers looking for these uh, great fulfillment experiences, and most of them are looking for something that, that is actually fulfilled quickly through the store's channel. And as a result, that's created a big challenge for them because in years past, you know, when they launched their, their e-commerce platform, they were just fulfilling out of warehouses and distribution centers. And, and so it was much easier for them to, to gain accurate inventory information, you know, when you're looking at, at just a few locations. But now that they're fulfilling out of, you know, hundreds or potentially even thousands of different locations, that that single, you know, view of inventory that is accurate and is real time is really, you know, what the, the challenge is. And so IBM's been investing very heavily in this technology. And, and so, you know, many of you have heard about IBM order management. It's the product that invented the order management category in today's architectural landscape, right? And so you're, you've heard about it before, but we're reinventing and reinvigorating our, our platform on a continual basis. And inventory has been, you know, key area of investment where we've uh, built a, a new cloud-based solution that is a you know microservices micro business services solution that's that's quick to implement and enables retailers to offer a real-time single source of the truth view of their inventory across all of their locations. And as Aaron said, that's really critical because it's that view of inventory that you're going to use when the customer is browsing the website to determine, do I have this? Where do I have this? And most importantly, when can I promise it to the customer? So, so there's been a huge investment in inventory. But beyond that, we've been investing significantly in the stores. And creating um, easy-to-use mobile solutions that um, guide the store associate through these new processes that, that now they're responsible for delivering that support these this new customer buying channel, right, or customer fulfillment channel. And so we've invested very, very heavily in a, a suite of uh, store solutions that, that help ensure that, that you can keep accurate inventory, that you can go through that, that pick, pack, and, you know, pick up process for the customer. Or we extend beyond that and even into, you know, helping uh, the consumer that's that's standing there in the store to be able to you know find products that may not be available in the store or maybe it's a, an extended aisle type of situation. 
But all of this is built on IBM's industry-leading um, order orchestration platform. And Aaron mentioned, you know, how important it is to ensure that that you know customers are being communicated to regularly, uh, very transparently, and letting them know where that order is within the fulfillment process. And that's what our order orchestration platform enables our clients to do: provide a single source of truth for the order and ensures that it's processing through their system in a, in a quick and expedient manner. Thanks for that, Mike. Back to you, Aaron. Certainly no one solution fits every retailer since they all have their own set of systems. So is there a way that the retailer's existing systems and technology can be optimized using some of the tools available within Sterling? Absolutely. So none of us have unlimited budgets or unlimited time to pull this stuff off. We've got to in as best we can, use what we've got. And the best way to, to handle that is to supplement those systems with parts of the Sterling system. For example, on the inventory side, we might have five, six, seven different legacy systems where inventory might be held. We don't need to replace those. We don't need to rip those out, but we're going to supplement that with the IBM Sterling inventory system. Get that data from those legacy systems into that core system at Sterling so that now commerce and the other channels can access that consolidated inventory quickly and efficiently and fast. And when we're talking about order fulfillment, again, we can't really rip out, we don't have the time or the budgets to rip out every way we fulfill product up to this point. So we're going to supplement that with the order orchestration pieces from Sterling. Let the different places that take orders take those orders. Let's get those orders into the Sterling system. Allow the order orchestration tool and order routing tool to get that to the seven, eight different legacy systems that might need that information. And then we're going to leverage the API service layer that's available in IBM for all these other systems to tap in and out. I need the status of this order. I need to know how many um, of this product in this exact size and this exact color are available right now at this location. We're tapping in, we're tapping out as quick as we can. We're leveraging all the legacy systems we have. We're not trying to boil the ocean, but we're supplementing it with high-speed service architecture that's going to allow us to microservice into those where we need to be. And, th and that is absolutely the best way and the most efficient way to get this done. Okay, great. Returning to Mike, how does working with a global systems integrator like Capgemini help strengthen the value that IBM Sterling provides to the customers? Yeah, you know, thanks. I appreciate that question. Actually, you know, IBM considers our GSI partner community to be one of our most valuable assets that we bring to our clients. You know, so, so many software vendors, you are locked into the professional services organization from, from the vendor. But, but IBM takes a different perspective in that, that our GSI community provides our clients choice, right? So it, it allows them the opportunity to choose a, a partner that better aligns with their business, with their needs, and, and maybe with existing relationships. And so our, our GSI partners help to extend our own capabilities, our, our reach into other geos, markets, uh, industries, et cetera. And, you know, but beyond that, you also have relationships with many of the clients that are seeking solutions and capabilities that our software delivers. And so these clients trust you. And, and so, therefore, they look to you as that independent voice to help recommend the very best solution and capabilities for them. And so that's a big benefit for us as well. 
But beyond that, many of these implementations are part of a broader digital transformation strategy. You as the GSI really enhances the value that not only we, but our solutions can deliver to that client. Thanks for that, Mike. Finally, I have a bonus question for both of you. As I mentioned in the introduction, 25% of all e-commerce orders are now either picked up in store or via curbside delivery. If the market continues to request these types of fulfillment options, what recommendations or best practices could you provide to retailers to help them meet this growing need? Sure, I'll jump in first. You've got to be two things. You've got to be fast and you've got to be right. Um, you can't go dark on me after I place the order. And when I can pick it up, I need to know when I'm going to be able to pick it up. That turnaround time needs to be fast, constantly communicating with me. And you need to be able to communicate with me the way I want to be communicated to. It can't all be just email. It can't all just be phone. We've got to use every possible way to communicate with those customers. And the next thing is, while you're talking to me quickly, everything you say to me needs to be right. If you're saying it's going to be ready at this time, it needs to be ready at that time. If you say you've got it in stock and that you've got it reserved for me, it needs to be there. You've got one real good shot at this. Customers that have a bad experience in the pickup model, if you don't give it to them, they're going to find somebody that does. So it's all about being fast, but everything that you do fast needs to be accurate. And that's the best way I can describe to limit that number and, and minimize the loss chances. Let me just add to that to say that you know, many of the capabilities that are being delivered today to provide, you know, curbside pickup or in-store pickup of, of items have been rushed to market uh, because uh, retailers were in a situation where that was their primary source of, of revenue was, was coming through online channels and being fulfilled in, in stores. And, and so the, the processes that they've used uh, to implement those have been very uh, rudimentary and manual in, in nature. And, and so I think that, you know, as time progresses, then you want to iterate through and add more um, automation and um, simplicity to uh, to both the consumer, you know, make it easier for both the consumer and then make it easier for your stores to actually deliver that. You know, that that's actually in alignment with our overall implementation strategy that, that we recommend to our clients is to start small. And uh, we use the, the phrase small bites and chew fast. Right, so you can't eat the elephant all in one bite. But if you if you do it in small increments and iterate very quickly, you can very efficiently deliver these robust capabilities uh, that that your consumers are looking for. Great, that sounds really good. Fast and accurate as well. A key theme and recommendation here. Finally, a big thank you to Mike and Aaron for joining us today, and thank you, the listeners. Hopefully, you found it valuable. If you're interested in learning more, visit us at capgemini.com and be sure to look for additional podcasts in our AI application podcast series. This is Designing Momentum, a podcast from Capgemini. Designing Momentum is a show about what it takes to build and maintain momentum in business. When the odds are against you, how do you forge your own path? Original ideas very rarely come from looking in the same place as you always look. So in this show, we'll be turning the spotlight in a different direction that you wouldn't necessarily think to look. Hosted by me, Frank Wammers, and with the help of Rachel Burford, International Women's Rugby World Cup winner, and experts in emerging technology in sport, we'll be exploring why what goes on in the boardroom 
isn't so different to what happens on the pitch. Make sure you subscribe now in Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts.